Slice Audio. On this episode of Bounce from the Roadhouse, special guest, Trey Lewis. We'll talk about Victoria Beckham and how she eats the same exact meal every day. Screwing up the national anthem by somebody named Brandon Jones and the pencil test. Plus, so much more. Don't forget to search for The Roadhouse Show on TikTok. Plus, Amy and Brandon on The Roadhouse on Facebook. Bounce from the Roadhouse! Hey, Amy. (laughs) Hey, what? Hey, so you know what's always confused me? I was in this deep thought the other day and deep into my cerebellum, if you will. And I was thinking about how messed up the world is, if you will. Like, why is it the older a man gets, the balder he gets, but yet more hair starts growing other places? Nose hairs get thicker, longer, ear hairs come out of nowhere. What is the point of an ear hair? Like, uh, even back when we we're cavemen, we lived outside. Do you think the caveman lived or died upon his ear hairs? No, probably not. Back hair. What's the point of that? I don't have enough back hair to keep me warm. I just have enough to make my back itch and look weird when I'm at the lake trying to pick up the hotties. Well, I don't have the answer for you, but I am right there with you. I mean, have you looked at the eyebrows on the older men? Yeah, exactly. Why do they grow longer? Yeah, they look like caterpillars or whatever. Is is it so the... They cover up the face? I don't know. It's like, what's going on? I think hair should grow thicker on the man, the older. Like, you know, like, this man's older and wiser now because you could see the thickness. The gray thing, okay. You know, I kind of, okay, I get that, you know. But, like, the thicker and, like, the longer, he looks more, like, uh, knowledgeable, right? You know, and then, like, with women, I mean, do you guys have problems like that, too? Gosh, yeah, like thinning of the hair. And then hair starts growing in different places for us, too, uh-huh. like the mustache area. Oh, yeah. yeah. The the eyebrows actually get thinner. That's messed it's up. It's weird they get thicker on you guys, yeah. thinner on us. Same with the eyelashes. But, you know, there's hair on the legs. we got to shave our legs all the oh, time. Yeah. It's so annoying. There's some older women in my family that they say it, it stops eventually. The hair? Yes. You growing? stop growing hair on your legs eventually. Oh, really? I'm so excited for that. <laughs> When Why can't that, that happen now? Does it stop growing or like your eyesight gets so bad you don't think you have hair on your legs anymore? No. Yeah, shaving the armpits. I shave my arms <laughs> too, so it's like armpits, oh my arms, legs, and yada, yada, yada. Wow, your razor bill's through the roof. Yeah. The other day, I missed like a big strip on my leg too. <laughs> really? Yeah, I went to go lay in the tanning bed. I looked down, there's a big landing strip up my shin. I'm like... <laughs> Oh great! That's gonna come out well in a you know when I'm tanning. Yeah. So you go home and shave, it and you got a white patch. Yeah. <laughs> it's why can't we get this figured out? And plus, like little whiskers growing on my chin every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, I know it's, that one was hanging off there, and it got caught on the mic the other day. I was like, "What in the world?" Whatever, Brandon. <laughs> why don't the scientists start focusing on this pandemic? I mean, this has been a pandemic. Yeah. For all the years. Well, yeah, it's been a constant issue. Like, my family's heritage is is really bad with the hair. Like, it's not good. And we're worried about if people are vaccinated, wearing masks, stuff. And, yeah, okay, guys should probably do that. Protect yourself. we got a whole hair-demic going on here. I've had birds hit the windows in my home before. Like, mm-hmm. they're super clean. It's like, whack! Yep. You know, and some of them but fly little, away. Little birds. Yeah, some yeah. of them drop to the ground. It's sad. I flipped the bird. They hit my windshield from time to time. Oh, yeah. Hasn't pheasants. happened in a long time. The pheasants are real. They're they're dense. Yeah. But I've never had a huge bird like a bald eagle hit my window before. Wow. No. Mm-mm. And this woman we're about to hear from 
had a bald eagle hit the window in her home. Those birds are huge. Here's Kathy. She's the director of Pocono Wildlife Rehabilitation and Education Center. More than likely, he was seeing a reflection of the sky or simply light and felt that he could continue through it. We're losing like a billion birds a year to window collision. It's not a small problem. The bird is, you know, obviously not feeling great tonight. Um, so we'd like to prevent those collisions when we can. Apparently, this bald eagle hit the window, shattered it. Which is crazy. Fell to the ground. She called 911. They got there. Then they called this Kathy. And by the time she got there, the bald eagle had flown away. Well, and who's going to stop it? You know, bald eagles aren't (laughs) little. No. They're huge. I looked it up because I was trying to figure out how big actually a bald eagle is. I don't, I mean, I've seen them. We've all seen them. But I don't know. I've never held one. They're massive, right? It says that the average male is 36 inches long and has a wing spread of 6.6 feet. That's crazy, but the females are bigger. They're actually 43 inches tall on average and eight feet wingspan. That's a huge bird. That is. To come crashing through your window. I feel bad when birds hit the window. I'm like, oh, the poor bird. But if a bald eagle hit the window, I would be devastated. Those are sacred birds. Those little parking lot birds, I call them or whatever. You know what I mean? When those hit the window, you're like, what was that noise? But don't. You know, you're like, what was that? And I don't, I don't actually, I didn't realize it was that big of a problem. I guess we, I've only seen it happen once at a house I've lived in and it had a big, huge picture window, if you will. Yeah. It hit the glass. Nothing happened. It fell down. It was dead, whatever. But I didn't realize it was such a problem. Like what she just said. Oh, when I lived in Arizona, it happened like once a week. Really? Yes. Jeez. It's crazy. Now, I mean, these bald eagles, they're very special birds. Like just mm-hmm. seeing one flying in the sky is amazing. Yes. I Like, I've heard so many amazing stories about bald eagles. Like, when my grandfather passed away, my cousin told me the story. She said that when she got the phone call about him, she saw one right wow. after that in the sky. And then his ashes were spread in the stream, where a lot of my family is. And she went up there, and there was a bald eagle again. Wow. It's like he was there, or That's it was a so sign crazy. of something. Yeah. So cool. I mean, it... They're common. You'll see them around, but you don't see them that often. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where where when you do see one, it's it's a special moment. Yeah, you, you know, stop and you watch it yeah. till you don't see it anymore. Yeah. I almost think sometimes the hawk, there's certain breeds of hawks that are prettier mm-hmm. in a way because they've got a different kind of paint scheme. They're not nearly as big, but they're so gorgeous. And driving truck, I used to see them on fence posts all the time and i'm like i wish i could capture this photo because you know you'd have just a it'd be like in wyoming somewhere or or even southeastern or southwestern south dakota and it's just prairie or a hill in the background you're like that's that's a perfect photo that i can't catch because i'm doing 80 miles an hour down this road you know but just amazing i wonder if my spirit animal is a bald eagle yeah maybe or maybe like a dodo bird Okay, well, I already want to throw up, and we haven't even started talking about this, so (laughs) give me a second. (laughs) Okay, let's just see what happens. So when I was down in the old D-Town, the old Denver, I got a little stuffed up and sick from singing. It's so dry down there, right? Stuffed me up. The whole family ended up getting sick. I thought I was just stuffed up. Maybe I had something and gave it to everybody. I don't care. But I was so stuffed up that I had the wife go and get me a Navage Saline Nasal Irrigation System. <laughs> Which sounds amazing, but what it is... A knockoff of the neti pot, right? No, no. This is like the new age neti. The neti pot's more like you put it in a pot and you tip your head, you pour it in one nostril, it runs out the other. It's kind of gross, right? Oh, light bulb. 
What? I'm a little netty pot, short and stout. Oh, boy. What are the parts? Here is my handle. Here is my spout. Does it have a spout? Yeah, that's the part you put in your nostril. When I get all tilted up, watch me snout. (laughs) That's happening right now. So, uh, and then, anyway, I apologize. So, but anyways, this this neti pot irrigation system is amazing because it shoves water in one nostril, sucks it out the other. It's got a canister on the bottom that catches it all. He's getting sick. It is kind of gross, but at the same token, the the relief you get from doing this is worth the uh, grossness of it. This is definitely a private situation. This isn't like invite friends over and you all take turns on the irrigation system. It's it's kind of gross. But it also, it cleans out. I was so stuffed up. I slept so much better. And then in the morning when I got up and was stuffed up again, I'd rinse out. Boom. Back to work. Back to normal-ish again. It was great. I don't think I could do it. I, I I have actually tried a neti pot before. Yeah. And I just gagged. Well, see, I didn't I didn't have success with the neti pot. I, I didn't like it. You have to get at the right angle. It just didn't seem to work as well as this thing. I was like, I'm willing to try it. Now, it is a hundred bucks, so it was like this is a heck of a gamble. I don't know if you can return it after trying. Is it trying not it. worth it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it totally sneeze, sneeze, it sneeze. Anyways, uh, but it because it sucks and blows in your nostrils, so it works really well, and it's not as messy as a neti pot. I don't think. I mean, it puts everything in the canister, which is kind of gross. Yeah, but, that's creepy to me. That's like saving your toenails. But if you put enough pressure up against your nose, it doesn't leak out, and. And it, it's kind of weird at first because it makes you, it, you've got to, it's kind of like swimming when you go underwater. There's people who can plug their nose or, and people who don't have to plug their nose. And it's kind of like that, I suppose. I caught right on right away. The first time my son used it last night, he was like, <laughs> gagging. And then he caught on and was able to do it. But it, it works really well. So did you study? Did you go to nose irrigation school for this? No, there's instructions. <laughs> okay. And it, and it says it says to try it a couple of times. Give it, you know. I'm sure there's videos out there, too. Or I could just put the you video know, I took of my son. This technology has been around for 500 years. What? Started in India. What do you think it looked like back then? Did they have, like, one of those conch shells? I'm, I'm picturing, like a like, a bull horn. Oh, like, a bullhorn. You know, okay. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just down and they chopped the end off. They pour the liquid in and then plug it up their nose. But what's weird is how they did it back then. See, like if you do this with a neti pot, I've had the saline solution off and it burnt and it like what didn't feel good or the water was too warm or too cold. It don't feel good. If you get the temperature like body temp, you barely even notice it in there at all. So back then they don't have like the saline. How, how did they know? How to 500 Maybe years they ago. used ocean water. Maybe. They were like, run some ocean water through that thing, dudes in Nebraska. How do I get ocean water? What is this parasite What's growing ocean? in my nose? What's an ocean? I don't know. I've never seen it. Isn't that in Arizona? Uh, they didn't have southern accents. This was actually in India. Oh. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, do you think you could picture somebody rinsing ocean water through their nose? How would that feel? Is it a little too salty? What if you get a fish in there on accident? Yeah. <laughs> and then all they can smell is the sea for like the rest of the week. <laughs> little guppy drops out the other nostril. <laughs> yeah, it stinks like ocean up in here. <laughs> Man, all week might be a blessing, actually. That guppy's just covered in slime. <laughs> then you need a neti pot for a whole nother reason. <laughs> that fish will need a neti pot.
We were talking about shaving our legs yeah. and waxing and things like that. Why don't hair grow in the right places? <laughs> yeah. So we got to continue on with this conversation because I hate shaving my legs so much that I decided to try to wax my legs. Yeah. I watched some videos online yeah. and went down this huge rabbit hole. I looked up leg waxing and I ended up watching other types of waxing. Bikini, like Brazilian. Yeah, and I was like, how are they yeah. even? Sh- how are they showing this on Google? Oh yeah. And then I was like, wow, I'm not on Google anymore. I don't no, know how I got where I was. I've been in that same rabbit hole. But it was a learning experience. Yeah. So I decided to try all this by myself. So I get it all set up. I order the wax. I'm I'm using the hard wax. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and so I get it all set up. Acts like it's for flooring. <laughs> it's all heated up and ready to go. I got the towel down on the counter and, you know, the leg hiked up there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and all my glory, by the way. <laughs> so I'm I'm <laughs> going through the step-by-step instructions on this video and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, yeah, look, she's not even screaming or anything. Yeah. I'm good. But I put that that nice thick layer of hard wax on my leg a little coat of wax yeah down my shin and it's just making a mess i'm like how are they not making a mess in this video like it's like a, taffy you know is there like a brush or a stick or a you stick. Just put it on with your finger i was using like a tongue depressor looking thing oh yeah okay. <laughs> so you get it on there and there's like hairs of it everywhere you're like and i had some scissors there so i kind of cut it how'd that work yeah <laughs> and then i didn't know that you didn't need to use the cloth on the hard wax oh so i had the the cloth strips oh so i laid that on top of it Mm. and then i'm like here i go this is my first one Mm -hmm. and i'm like just in case i'm gonna go ahead and put another strip on next to it just in case yeah yeah that way if it hurts i know i have to keep going yep which was a big mistake okay (laughs) because i i go to peel off that that cloth and the wax stayed on my legs See, I learned something there. I didn't realize that there was a difference between hard wax and non-hard wax, whatever. Yeah. So that makes sense now. I've because the wife uses stuff that you don't put paper on. You just pull the wax off. Yeah. That's that, hard she wax. obviously has a hard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Paper. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I'll just heat this back up again. I put another layer of wax on top of the dry <laughs> wax. <laughs> put the cloth down. Pull it back. They, all of it stayed there. <laughs> and meanwhile, I hear Douglas knocking on the door. Are you okay? Because I've been in there a long time at this right. point. And I'm starting to sweat. And then I realized that I skipped the part where you have to put powder on your legs oh, first. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> so then I start putting powder on other parts of my legs, which was a big mistake because then that powder got stuck on the wax that I'm trying to get off. <laughs> and made it slick. Yeah. Oh, so then gosh. I start trying to flick the wax off because <laughs> it's just coming off in little pieces now. <laughs> and so I got wax stuck all over me. And when I do flick off the wax, the hair is still there, too. Oh. So I'm going through all of this for, no. for nothing. Oh, no. And so I'm like, fine, I give up. I take the leg off the counter, and I go to walk away, and the rug is stuck to my other foot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. That's horrible. It was horrible, and I'll never do it again. Uh, The wife's done it, but she's had me even pull the wax off, you know, because it's in a hard-to-reach area. And I'm, I be, it works. It actually kind of, what blows my mind is that a woman can be waxed, and it doesn't even phase her. You know, the pain of it. I've had I think my, it feels good. No, I've had I the wife put wax on my downtown Bonanza one time, and I'm like, don't you ever do that again, <laughs> or touch me, or even look at me. I had to get in the shower and rub that stuff off with really hot water. Never, ever, ever. I'm just trying to picture her no. putting this on there. She did it with a popsicle stick, just like you did, or whatever, a tongue depressor. Uh. 
No, not but even. But I a, mean, did you have oh, like your leg nothing. hiked up on the counter? Were you no, on all just, fours? I was still there like a little kid. Were you doing in, the downward dog? You know, like a little kid would stand with like their hips way forward, like they're peeing in the wind, you know? <laughs> Brandon had a really, really busy weekend. What all did you do? Well, uh, uh, got to go perform at the James Crusade Event Center after the Wild Costume Bronc ride. And not only that, but I got to sing the national anthem. And What's so funny about it? Well, I screwed it up. And here, let me the national anthem. Let me paint this picture for you. I think we all know Mm-mm. how things go. Uh, it's rodeo. It was actually a pretty cool deal. That wild costume bronc ride. They people dress up costumes bronc ride. Right. Not just that though. They had many horses there and many bronc riders on them too. So like kids, like they look like they were five and six years old out there bucking on a on a little miniature horse. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Why are you trying to change the subject? I'm not. I'm just trying to paint this picture. There's kids, there's family around, and the stands were busy. So thank you all for showing up. They <laughs> was packed, and the rodeo announcer, Ty Dean, was doing, his name's Ty, and he did a really good job, like, laying it out, right? All right, ladies and gentlemen, get in here. You know, rodeo announcer voice, come on down. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't think I need to ask you to do it, but if you could stand and rise for our colors. You know, he's, you know how they do it at a rodeo? Oh, I love it, It's yeah. the most patriotic moment, right? And then they say a prayer. Like, they set the moment perfect. The place is silent. You've got a rodeo queen out there on a horse holding the American flag. There's one hanging by the crow's nest. Everything is perfect. It is the most beautiful moment. I've sang the national anthem at a rodeo or other events. I don't know. Creeping up on 100. Definitely more than 50. And, I've, you know, every time I'm like, oh, okay, i got to go through the lyrics one time, practice, kind of warm up the vocals, sing it, whatever. So I walk up. I'm sitting on the crow's nest, and he's painting this picture. Everything's perfect. And he goes, ladies and gentlemen, sing your national anthem, performing later tonight, Mr. Brandon Jones. I'm like, oh, crowd cheers a little bit. I grab the mic. Oh, say, and I start singing it, right? And at some point very early on in the song, I sang, I'm not sure how I screwed up. (laughs) (laughs) But I might have sang, like, I'm going to say, like, I might have sang, like, say, the fourth or fifth line. Let's say fourth line before the third line. So I went back and sang the third and fourth line again, and then somehow made it through the song. There was a moment as I was singing that that I'm like, I don't remember the list of people who have screwed up the national anthem, and, and then and then like forever been hated. But I'm like, dang, I'm on that list. You might be up there with Fergie and Roseanne Barr. Is that who did it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's who I'm thinking. Fergie. That's what I was like, oh my gosh. I've always said Fergie and Jesus had a baby, and it was me, and no, it wasn't. But still, I'm screwing it up now, just like Mama. And I'm like, oh, no, my life is over. But somehow, muster my way through it, sing it, and Ty's like, good job, man. And I don't know if he didn't catch it either, or if he was just saying that oh, to, he caught to it. be nice. you know, like Everybody caught it. Being really nice. But he goes on, does a great job announcing the rodeo. It was awesome. And then <laughs> I walk around, and I walk away, and I'm like, good luck, cowboys, and everything back there. They're like, good job, good job. And... I get around to some friends of mine, um, and, and they own the BJ party bus, which is cool. And I'm talking to them, and, and I said, man, I think I screwed the national anthem up. Or I didn't say I think. I know I screwed the national anthem <laughs> up. And they're like, we weren't sure if you did or if we just heard wrong or what. But, yeah, I think we heard it. And I'm like, ugh. Thankfully, that I know of, there's no recordings of it out there. That we know That of. we know of. But if somebody's got a recording, I'd love to hear it. Because somehow, I would, too. There was a moment I thought I was going to die. I really did. Like, heart stopping. Oh my gosh. 
I was, what do I, what do you do if you mess up the national anthem? My go-to plan is I'm going to pretend like the microphone's broken <laughs> and I'm going to, and I'm going to continue to sing with my mouth, but no music coming out. And then I'm going to be like, oh, now it's, now it's working. Sorry guys. Let me start that over. Oh, you know, <laughs> cause what do you do? I think this might be the end of an era for you. I hope so. I think I'm no longer going to be second choice when it comes to the national anthem. <laughs> I hope so because, well, to be honest with you, singing the national anthem is the hardest song to sing. When I'm up on stage singing cover songs or even my original songs, I can mess up the lyrics and nobody notices, right? I can make up, you know, me and you going fishing in the dark. I can screw that song. Everybody knows that song, but not really, right? I can mess up a few songs. I lyrics. just hope it's not contagious because I'm I'm up next. Yeah, that's right. The you got Wednesday, so you better watch out. Over the weekend, we had to go to a, a funeral, unfortunately, and the wife was contemplating what to wear. What do I do? What? Aha! Fifteen minutes from leaving, she's like. I forgot to shave my legs. <laughs> so she had to jump back in the shower, shave her legs up But real what quickly. level were we at? I don't know, honestly. Could I, you see the hair? No, from like I was, whatever, five foot away, and I didn't walk over and touch her legs. But she's got kind of finer hair um, when it comes to the legs. And so I was like, okay, she probably could have got away with it. But you know how it is. Yeah. But how often does a girl got to shave their legs? I can shave my legs at night, and the next morning when I get up, it's grown back. <laughs> I don't know. I've only shaved my legs once. But, I, I mean, it was like, I, that sucks. Wait a minute. Slow down. You shaved your legs? Oh, yeah. Why? What, are you an Olympic swimmer? Yeah, sure. That's my reasoning. Tell me why you shaved your legs. I got to hear about this. What, there was a point in time in my life where I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm shaving from, like, uh, not head to toe, but from about, uh, we could say, earlobes to toe. So no eyebrow shaving off? No eyebrows, eyebrows off? but I was shaving my face back then. Shaved my <laughs> face, back, chest, belly, all the way on down to the otosies. What was the whole reason? To just be smooth or what? Not 100% sure because nobody at that point in time in my life, nobody was seeing me naked. Nobody w- even seen me with my shirt off. I have no idea why. I wonder if every man goes through this. I'm sure. I, I would hope. Maybe. I don't know. Did you think you were too hairy? I, You know, I swear to you again, I have no idea why. I think I was bored at the house and was like, you know what? Let's just shave. What do you say? I think I even had to get my mom in, obviously, to shave my back. Were you like in the bathroom, like shaving your face? And then you're like, you just like kept going. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, at the end, you're like, what did I just do? Might have got some trimmers or something like that for Christmas. <laughs> I have no idea what the reasoning was. So it wasn't like a razor shave. We're no. talking like electric shave. Well, you got to trim her down first and then it hit it with the oh, razor. So then you, you know. went back over it. Yeah, yeah. It was a double take. But yeah. Any ingrown hairs itching all over the body? I remember, yeah, yep. I remember not a lot, but yes, it happened where it was like, this is so smooth and cool. I might do this more often. And then like the next day I was like, this is absolutely the most horrid situation I've ever had in my life. Everywhere on my body hurts. It's itchy. I can't wait till this hair just grows back out, which is probably why my back is hairy today. Because at a young age, because they say if you shave, it grows back thicker, right? Yeah. Would you ever do it again? No. Well, I was going to tell my waxing story, but that one was way better. So I think I'll save my waxing story for after that's a great question. Deal. It's Brandon and Amy with Home Slice. We're sitting here with Trey Lewis on the phone from Nashville. How's it going, buddy? Going great, man. Thanks for having me on this morning. 
It's good. I'm excited because not only do we get to do this interview, but we also get to share the stage with you this coming Friday. It's going to be a great time. I'm looking forward to it. I've never been, uh, well, I have been to South Dakota, but it's, I've never been to Rapid City before. Well, well, that's the best part, we like to think. The stock show is a blast. I mean, just like every stock show around the world, it gathers a lot of cowboys and cowgirls in town for the obvious of showing stock. But they're all excited about the big show at the end of the week. What can we expect from your show? Man, we're just uh, full of energy, and uh, we're there to uh, make sure everybody's having a good time. So you made it big off of TikTok, right? You've got your Down in Dallas jam, because you were already playing music. It's not like you weren't playing music, but that took you to a whole nother level. What was that like? Is it happened fast? Um, uh, it's really crazy, you know. I mean, I've been playing cover band for the last seven years, you know, just traveling all over the southeast, playing, you know, four nights a week, four hours straight with no breaks, and then, um, and then, you know, of course, the COVID thing happened and the world shut down, and then, you know, this funny song came along and I put it on the internet and it just went. I mean, it was just going to be a joke amongst friends. I never dreamed of it doing what it did. Yeah, and um. You know, for the last year and a half, we've traveled all over and, you know, played 90-minute sets of, you know, mostly original music. It's been great, man. It's been, it's uh, really, you know, catapulted my career into doing the things that I always wanted to do. So that's awesome. Um, it's been a blessing. Yeah, for sure. And then when you get your new single, uh, single again, that we have, and, uh-huh. and that it's a good song. I mean, you've got good music. It's awesome. And it's life changing because now you get to go on tour with Kid Rock. Yeah, going on tour that was crazy. Yeah, so well, I mean, that's... in December I was sitting around and uh, talking to my uh, manager on the phone. I was, I was like, man, what are we gonna do? Are you know, like go back and play some more shows? And you know, I don't know. Everything was kind of looking scarce for a second. And mm-hmm. then I was texting with my agent, and I was like, you know what, Georgia's gonna win the national championship, and I'm gonna get another number one song. And then. Uh, Georgia won the national championship and single again went number one all genre and on the country iTunes chart. And then like a day later, we got the call from Kid Rock's team. So, man, it's gonna it's gonna be a great year. It's just uh, it's, you know they always say you're just one song away, and uh, I I think that that's true. You know, yeah, uh, definitely in my case. So the longer I keep doing this and just keep believing everything always works out for the best, but it's going to be absolutely insane going to play some of these places with Kid Rock that I've never even seen for that, for his fans, you know? Well, we all know that you love to perform. Like, why did you want to get into music? What inspired you to do it? So when I was 19 years old, I went to rehab uh, for drug and alcohol addiction. And when I was six months sober, I was working, I was making smoothies and, uh, I decided that I would buy a guitar because it would keep my idle hands busy. And my grandfather paid for half of it, and I paid for the other half. And when I picked up the guitar, that guitar and played it, I just knew that, that this is what I was supposed to be doing. And, and long story short, the rest is history. I've been sober for, in June, will be 15 years. And uh, music saved my life. Honestly, I'm so glad I asked that. You just gave me the hardest chills ever. I think that's that's so amazing because so many people struggle with that. And I think when they hear that and they see you, that may change their life. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, and I appreciate you saying that. I just think it's, you know, you have a song about about Dallas. It's it's outrageous as it is, you know, and most people would think this guy has to be off his rocker, but, you know... (laughs) I'm, uh, I think everybody know, should be off there, the rocker. Yeah, yeah, but you know, there's more to the story, and um, and I think it's a cool way to share the message of sobriety that you don't have to be 
your life doesn't have to be over and you, you don't have to be super lame in order to be sober. We're excited to see you this coming Friday here in Rapid City at the Black Hill Stock Show. We're going to turn it up, so I can't wait for the packed crowd to come in and, and party with us. Awesome, man. Looking forward to meeting you, and uh, thank you for uh, playing my song, and uh, we'll see y'all soon. We'll see you Friday. All right, man. Appreciate y'all. There's a new dating app in town, Brandon. Oh? It's called OlderWomenDating.com. All right. Because they say 60% of younger men of any age will be attracted to mature and older women. Well, yeah. How do you feel about that? I feel good about it. Yeah, I do. Do you have a do you have a, an attraction for older women? Oh, uh, always? Why? What what attracts you to an older woman? So, I think what would attract me to an older woman was not knowing how to put your stuff on silent. Um, no. <laughs> kidding no what would attract me to an older woman would be the the stability right they're probably further on in their career they're very beautiful still um they have a home they more nurturing possibly like a mom and so you know they'd fill all those bases and take care of you you know that it's kind of all we really want is like another mom okay what about like attraction yeah they're gorgeous still Okay. There's a lot of women that are gorgeous into their 40s and 50s and 60s. Are you saying 40 is old? Say if I was still dating and I'm in my 20s, then yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't think that I would consider myself I mean, a if, part of this category. If you're 21 and somebody's 42, they're twice your age. They're older than you. Okay. They're old. Yeah. It does say here that 20-year-olds prefer to date women who are 5 to 10 years older than them. There you go. So oh my according goodness. to that, 30s. Oh, my a, gosh. I'm old. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, four are. main reasons here. I'm so upset. Mature women have more experience when it comes to everyday life. Mm-hmm. They are often achievers with advanced experience in their work field and career, just like you said. Yes. And they have often found their way in the world and know how to be self-sufficient and independent. And they have refined their personalities and social skills, often leaving them more self-assured and confident. Yeah. I mean, I think as a man, a man's natural thing is to take over and take care of, right? Like to watch over his herd, his his flock of people, whether it be his wife, his kids, possibly all that, right? So they want to take care of it. Imagine if you have somebody who's a little older, more mature and uh, independent. And they can also do it. You guys could possibly, if it works out, team up and do it together. You just make a stronger bond and a stronger team, right? There's this couple on TikTok. The woman is in her 50s. Yeah. And her husband is in his 20s. Oh, yeah. Do you think it. that's a little bit too much I mean, of an age gap? Or I'm not sure how I feel about it because, because in a way, once you turn 21, 22, you're all adults. Age really shouldn't matter. doesn't matter. But then there's always that thought of like, this guy was married and divorced before this, or she was married and divorced, had kids before this guy was born or out of diapers. So that's kind of weird. It could be her grandchild. It could be, you know. I don't know how, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't like to judge people, but I just think it's, it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't know why I guess it shouldn't. I don't know. It doesn't make me uncomfortable. I'm, you know, three quarter jealous sometimes, you know. But what if the role was reversed? It's an older guy and a younger girl. You're kind of like, what a creep, right? I'm still judgy about it. But I'm like, also, I'm high fiving. I'm like, you get it, bud. No, like, I watch this show, Marion Millions, okay? There's this guy who's in his 60s, and this girl's in her early 20s. Yeah. 
and I think it's gross. Well, I mean, I mean, it's going to be difficult, right? Relationships are already hard enough. Now you got to deal with this. Everywhere you go, you're getting judged. Oh, that's your husband. Oh, you're a gold digger. You know, constantly everywhere she goes, it's and she is, and it's fine. You know, that's what she wants to do. I don't know. I. I may be wrong for judging people for that. I don't know why it makes me uncomfortable. It just does. So just deal with it. Yeah. I, hey, everybody's got their own opinion. But I'm like, yeah. Them older women, what up, girls? And How I'm you like, doing? no, I'm not old. What's up, Coog? I noticed today you're wearing cheetah print. Earlier, we were talking about... How younger men are attracted to older women. Yeah. 60% actually. Let's go. And you explained it, how you agree. Yeah, Yeah, you're attracted to to older women. Even though my wife's younger than me. We did come up with some reasons to date an older woman. And that's the topic of our Roadhouse 5 today. Five great things about dating an older woman. The Roadhouse. Number five, all you have to do to win her over... It's just tolerate her cat. <laughs> Number four, quilting needles make for kinky fetish play. Oh, gosh. Number three, she can cross-stitch anything you want. Wow. Number two, when the dentures come out, you know you've been a good boy. <laughs> and finally, number one of the five great things about dating an older woman, the only family she wants to start is Family Feud at 6 p.m. The Roadhouse. Five. It's Teacher Tuesday, where we share an inspiring story about a teacher, and Brandon's got a wonderful story today. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it'd be weird for us, because we all get to see snow around here, but there's some kids down in Florida, and this teacher said only two kids out of her entire class had ever even seen snow. This teacher, Robin Hughes, she's a special education teacher at the South Shore Academy in Tampa, said that her sister, Amber, who is also a teacher, they had just gotten snow up in Kentucky. And so she's like, can you just make a snowman and send it to me? <laughs> These kids have never seen snow, right? I mean, this is just a typical, like, uh, uh, teachers always go above and beyond. Nobody would ever say, mail me a snowman, but a teacher. And Does it so, say what they did with it when they got it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's this. Uh, what I thought was crazy is how they even mailed it. Because how do, how do you mail a snowman? You know what I mean? Yeah. They keep it frozen. Well, they said they put them in a styrofoam package uh, wrapped in tin foil and then packed around that with ice packs and everything to keep it frozen, sent it to them. And so once she got it in her class, she was able to unpack it, and it was still frozen. It still held its form, and the kids were able to come and touch it and feel it. And, you know, I mean, for us, it's like common to see a snowman and touch it and throw a snowball at a friend. They don't even know. That's super cool. This is why we remember our teachers. I could name off every single teacher that I had growing up, and this is why. They don't just teach reading, math, and all that stuff. They teach us how to be good people and, and how to show people the world. Hey, Amy, do you have weird dreams that you're like, you wake up from maybe scary, maybe not scary, maybe perverted, maybe who knows, right? But you wake up and you're like, really? What? And you're like talking to yourself, really, dude? This is where your mind's going to go today? What is going on with you? <laughs> yes, I've had dreams lately for some reason. I don't know if it's food I'm eating or just really strange dreams where I wake up and I don't even want to tell anybody about it. Yeah, I've had those. <laughs> it's just like, what are you dreaming about? Well, so like the other day, uh, yesterday, no, wait, this would have been on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, I took a nap. And I'm kind of half in and out of it. I'm not even in a full sleep yet, right? But I'm still kind of getting a little bit of a dream going or something. 
But I dreamed that I got a text message from the sheriff's department that my daughter was just in a wreck and I needed to call them. And I'm like, yeah, that's what they're going to do. They're going to grab my daughter's phone, use her face to unlock it, and then text dad, you know, hey, your daughter was in a wreck. Give us a call at your earliest convenience. (laughs) You know what I mean? What? And so that's what I woke me up from my, I wasn't even quite napping yet, to think nobody's going to send me a text message. This is a Pennington County Sheriff's Department. Just let you know your daughter was in a wreck. She, obviously bad enough, she can't text you. Give us a call when you get a chance. This is a sign, Brandon, that you're probably spending too much time texting on your phone. Something. And then, and then Sunday night, or was it Monday? I can't remember if it was last night or that. It doesn't matter. But I'm sleeping, and like I'm in my dream, I've rolled my car over. There's water coming in, and I'm trying to find air. So I've got like my head stuck up underneath, like the the imagine the car is upside down. So the glove compartment, like my head's up there trying to catch air. Wow. And at that point, and I and I can remember in my dream, I'm, my head's up there, and I even like squinted my eyes and was like, "What the heck am I doing?" And I like sat up in bed and was like, "What kind of weird dream is this? What are you doing?" Because you were having a wet one, <laughs> literally. But in my mind, I go through scenarios like that. So I will paint this picture, and what will you do, Brandon? In this scenario, you've rolled your car over, water's coming in, you can't get out. Do you have something you could? Get? You know, those are things that go through my mind. Okay, let's pretend like you're at work and somebody comes in and they start assaulting everybody. Right? It, what am I going to do? Those are things that keep me up at night for no reason. All right, I'm going to tell you about one of my dreams. Okay, this is really embarrassing, but I had a dream that I was standing on the stage at church, mm. and it's packed in there, and I was supposed supposed to lead them in a prayer, which would never happen. Okay, and I just started doing the pledge of allegiance. <laughs> And Charlotte was like, Amy, Amy, no, we, we need you to say a prayer for us. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then I just kept doing the Pledge of Allegiance. Okay, a prayer. Okay, I got you. It was so weird. I Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Like the granny at the table at National Lampoon's Christmas. I mean, it's weird how, why does your mind think that way? People can read your mind, tell you what you're dreaming about. But, but like, I've had dreams where, like, all of a sudden I'm with my coworkers naked. Why is my mind wanting to put me with all of my coworkers naked? Why are we naked? I want to know which coworkers. It's not here. It's like old jobs with all dudes. All dudes. Oh We're just gosh. naked, like stacking block. Oh boy, you know how much you get hurt. Maybe stacking block naked. Maybe we do need a dream specialist to tell us what these dreams. <laughs> I don't want to know. Maybe there's something you don't know I mean, about I'm yourself. I'm not saying they're not attractive dudes. It's just that why are we all naked? What's going on? Open mic is your dreams on the app. Come by and say hi. Have a Bloody Mary and some biscuits and gravy with us. We would love to see you. We are live at Bronx for breakfast. It is going to be amazing. It's breakfast and bucking Bronx. That's how you start your day. This is Stock Show 101 right here. I don't think any of the animals that they have around here today are extinct, but there are some. There's no yeah. longer dinosaurs, of course. I've heard that whales are going extinct. There's There's birds that are going extinct. But now I just found out that there's actually sayings, old sayings that are going extinct. Things people used to say that people are no longer saying. It's kind of a sad, sad thing. Huh. Like, I don't even think this one ever existed because I've never heard of it. Okay. (laughs) A flash in the pan. Have you ever heard that? I've heard it, but I'm not not exactly sure what that means. A flash in the pan? I have no idea. Somebody tell us. It's something quick, like flash in the pan, quick, (laughs) let's go. Open mic of somebody, tell us what that means. Or maybe it's, is it like have to do with finding gold in your gold pan? Like a flash in your pan? Like, oh, I just seen it. 
I I don't know. Maybe you're standing in the kitchen. You take a picture, and the flash like shines on a pan. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's probably what it is. Uh, dead as a doornail, of course. Yeah, I've heard that. Have you, you know, heard that? You're just dead. Yeah. Now you explain this one to me. Beating a dead horse, because I I've heard people say it, but I've never known what it means. I mean, beating a dead horse or kicking a dead horse. It's it's like saying you're okay, why are we still talking about this? All you're doing is why are we, you know, bringing this back up or, you know, kicking a dead horse ain't going to get you nowhere is what it's saying, you know? Okay. Toe the line. Never heard that one either. Toe the line I've heard quite a bit, but I'm really? not I'm not 100%. I think it means like you're, you're like the kind of person that always walks that line of, you know, failing or, you know, pushing it too far or whatever. You toe the line. All Quit the toeing the line, Brandon. Yeah never heard it drop someone a line of course like giving them a call right mm-hmm. uh steal my thunder yeah. Oh, yeah you do that to me every I time we go out in public i don't do anything <laughs> uh be there or be square yeah why does i gotta go <laughs> uh put a sock in it i use that all the time when we're together i don't quite understand that one i mean really? it, it, i mean i get it but put a sock in it brandon are you talking like be that quiet, means like I'm be quiet shove a sock in your mouth yeah gross yeah clean one hopefully depending you know uh, cool as a cucumber. Heard That's it. Weird to me. Really? Well, I mean, I get it. I know what it means. Hey, I mean, I'm cool as a cucumber because cucumbers you probably grab them out of the garden and throw them in the fridge. But do you? What does that even mean? Are cucumbers cool? So is this like a temperature thing, or is it like a cool? Because they're just laying in the dirt, or what? I don't get it. I don't get it either. Raining cats and dogs. Everybody's heard that. Which is kind of weird. I don't understand. I mean, I know what it means, and we've all known it. But at the same token, where did it come from? I don't like, know. You know what I mean? Like, is it raining so hard? It it's raining cats and dogs. Has it ever? Why does it sound like that? Sounds like you a know? bad acid trip. Cats and dogs. <laughs> like, can you imagine somebody going outside and saying that nowadays? Oh yeah. wow! Look, everybody, it's raining cats and dogs. I can see how that one can go away. Because I mean, why? Do the, what does the animals got to do with it? <laughs> Meow. Is, is the, the raindrops are barking on the ground. <laughs> yeah. How do people come up with some of this I don't get stuff? It. I don't really get it. Here we are, broadcasting live from Bronx for breakfast. One of our favorite events of the year. And earlier, we talked about things that were extinct, including things people say. Things that people say are dying. Yeah. They're yeah. leaving this world. And I'm, I'm struggling with it because some of those phrases are hard to say goodbye. You know, I still use them. Does that mean I'm getting old? Am I extinct? Am I too old? You know, I'm using, oh, darn, kids. You know? <laughs> I'm still going to tell you to put a sock in it. Well, hey, kids, watch out. It's raining cats and dogs out there. <laughs> Are people going to call us a boomer if we say, it's raining cats and dogs out here? Probably. Probably. Well, I like the phrases that are going extinct, so maybe we can you know, push them a little bit to keep them around. I, I like it as well. Yes, let's go. But there are a few things that we're annoyed by that yeah. we wouldn't mind dying out. Yeah. And that's what our Roadhouse 5 is about today. Five phrases we never want to hear again. The Roadhouse. Five. Number five, will you help me move? Mm-mm, don't ever do that. Number four, that's not a real N95 mask. Oh, so annoying. Ugh. Number three, you should check out my podcast. <laughs> number two, leave my daughter alone, Prince Andrew. <laughs> and the number one, five phrases we never want to hear again. Well, according to Joe Rogan. <laughs> the Roadhouse. Do you have foods that you eat more often than other foods? 
Um, I mean, yeah, because I think it goes in phases. Here lately, for like a while now, the wife's been on this kick of buying filet mignons. She'll see them on sale, she'll buy them, bring them home, and we'll cook them within that week. And sometimes they're on sale multiple times, and so we have filet mignons two or three times a week. And they're, they're the cheap ones from, like, Family Fair or something. It's not like we're all fancy or something. But and so I guess there's, like, steak. We eat a lot of steak. Yeah. That's not a bad problem to have. No, it's I not. I guess it's, it's not great. a problem. Yeah. It's great. It's not a problem. But we do have a lot of steak. Um, I'm jealous, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would say for Douglas, it's pizza. Like, he will eat pizza. He would eat it every day. But really? Yeah. That's the only food that he would eat every day. But if I make like a big meal and he loves it, he'll eat something else the next day and then he'll go back to it. He will like, he, like a leftover, but he doesn't want to do it two days in yes, a row. Yes. Yeah. He likes to keep it interesting, but yeah. not with pizza. No. <laughs> I don't know what mine is. I don't really I don't really think I could eat the same thing every day. Maybe I if I was like on a diet or something, I probably could. Yeah. I'm not a, I, I don't mind certain food, like the steak, obviously. Okay. Yeah. I can eat that every day. No problem. But pizza, I've never yeah. really been a huge fan. But ev- so every day, like the band, sometimes we would get in these kicks on the weekends. It's three or four days in a row we're having pizza at the end of the night. And by the third day, we're like, yuck. Yeah. You know? But like with the filet mignon, could you eat that every day? <sighs> Maybe. But I'm, I'm sure eventually it'd be like, is it? Can we have something else? A I burger know, or anything, you know. Well, Victoria Beckham has been eating the same thing for 25 years. What? Her husband David Beckham, that good-looking fella. He is good-looking dude. <laughs> he talked about her eating habits on a podcast, and he says he gets emotional about food and like wine and pairing them together, and he wants other people to try it, and she just won't. Emotional in a good way, like he's like, oh, you've got to. Yeah, try this. he's like, just oh. excited about it, but. Unfortunately, he's married to somebody that's been eating the same exact thing for the past 25 years. Since Weird. he met her, she's been eating grilled fish, steamed vegetables, and she rarely deviates from it. That's weird. I know. What does that say about her as a person? Look how good she looks. I don't know. I don't know what she looks like, but I'm assuming if she's ma- married to him, she's got to look pretty dang good. Oh, she's gorgeous. She was one of the Spice Girls. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know which one, but they were all good The looking, brunette, so. and she is, hmm. I don't think she's changed. Dang. Yeah, she it's looks like, exactly the same. What's up, girl? She's absolutely but stunningly beautiful. So she eats what? She eats uh, fish and steamed vegetables any, every any day. Any kind of fish, or is there like a certain type, like it, a halibut I, or a whatever? Or? I bet she changes up the fish, but it's always Hope grilled so. fish, steamed vegetables. Gross. You know, I might want to go on the Victoria Beckham diet. I wonder if I would start to look like Victoria Beckham if I ate grilled fish and steamed vegetables. Like, could I give it like a week? Well, I don't know. You remember, I was eating fish in the morning. Yeah. I was yep. eating grilled fish and, mm-hmm. and green beans every morning. Yeah, that did happen. I was on the Rob Crandall diet. I don't I don't even know. I mean, I that steamed vegetable situation, I would assume she's a little gassy. She's probably a really good swimmer. <laughs> So instead of going on the Victoria Beckham diet and eating grilled fish and vegetables every day, maybe mm-hmm. we could just order pizza from Domino's because we could make money because they will pay you $3 to not get your food delivered. Yeah. Here's my thing. I've thought about it. Keep the three bucks and bring me my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but what if you did it every day? Because, you know, Victoria Beckham eats the same food every day. What if we ate Domino's every day and we get, were paid $3 a day? I appreciate their kindness 
in a three dollars you can spend at Domino's, but gas is three twenty something a gallon. It's going to cost me at least a gallon or two to get it. But you could just send your kids. It's still going to cost me a gallon or two of gas. Because you pay for their gas? Well, I, I pitch in, yes. Do you? But when ordering pizza, the fact that you could go get it and make $3, that's $3 more than you'd get from getting pizza anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if you're going to get pizza, hey. So basically, they're paying you $3 to go pick up your food, and they're saying that you're your own delivery driver. But basically, it's called carry out why not just say we'll give you three dollars to come get your food and dress it up how you want dominoes it's called carry out it's been there for a while we call it sorry we're going to marcos it's got to be the sorriest advertising thing i've ever seen so dumb just come get carry out yeah just come pick it up i mean okay thank you for throwing us the three bucks for picking up our own pizza it is convenient if you're doing it on the way home but if i'm sitting at home Keep the three bucks. We'll call her even Steven and bring me my pizza. How about we come up with another dumb idea? Okay. Hey, how about you hire somebody to come pick up your food for you? Yeah. Yeah, that's called a delivery driver. Exactly. Vice versa. Boom. Hey, Brandon. Yeah. You want to hear something gross? Uh, Kind of, I guess. <laughs> well, just in time for your Super Bowl party, it's vegan buffalo chicken wings. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Come at me. Can't wait. How how mad would you be, Amy, if you show up at a Super Bowl party? You're like, oh, my gosh, these wings look amazing, right? So you grab them, and you're like, mm. Obviously, they're boneless, right? So you're like, mm, yum, yum, yum. You're munching on them or something. And then they're like, they're vegan. How mad would you be on a 1 to 10 scale? That's like putting out fat-free cheese. That's yeah. so disgusting. You're like, oh, this cheese looks amazing. And then you're like, chalk, gross. Wow. What are these made of? Uh Listen to this. They're made from soy. Soy sauce? <laughs> Just soy. Just soy? Yeah, with vegan buffalo sauce for dipping and tossing. Huh. You know my son, five-year-old son, mm-hmm. if you ask him how to eat soy, he yeah. will say, you take it out of the package and throw it in the garbage. <laughs> I've trained him so well. <laughs> um. <laughs> but last, just last year, Americans consumed nearly 1.5. Four billion chicken wings. Yow. How many of those people are, are going to eat vegan buffalo chicken wings? I mean, Not me. No. And I, look, I'm happy because I've got some people out there, some friends that are vegan. And that's cool. Hey, look, now they can participate and eat hot wings. You know what I mean? that's really. I'm really glad for them. Don't try to fool me, all right? Because I don't want to eat some vegan. I don't want to eat soy wings, all right? The, the other thing that's kind of weird is like you've got, first of all, they call them buffalo wings. And the buffalo ain't got wings. Now they're not even chicken. What the, What's going on here? You know? Like, what are we doing? Who are we trying to fool? You know? Yeah, we're just trying to fool people even more. I mean, it really is all about the sauce. Sometimes, have you ever had boneless or regular? And the wing itself isn't all that, like, good. It isn't meaty. It's kind of a lame-looking chicken. But the sauce is good. And you're like, all right. People of the future are going to be very confused. Think mm. about it in the future when people are eating these plant-based buffalo wings. First of all, they're going to think that they came from chicken wings. But no, mm-hmm. because they were called buffalo wings. Yeah. And they're going to have to learn all the things about buffaloes and how they can't fly. Yeah. It's gonna, just going to be a mess. Like, wait a minute. You're eating buffalo wings, but the buffalo ain't got wings? 
No. They're people are chicken. People are having a hard time with math in school these days. Yeah. It's going to be about buffalo wings that's in the future. Old, that's old chicken wing. No, no, no. That's old. No, you got to do the new chicken wing. With the stock show in town, we've been seeing a lot of different license plates, but a lot of Nebraska. Yeah, what's up, Nebraska? It makes me wonder if there might be a booth at the stock show with sewing machines, all because of this story. When I think of Nebraska, I think of cowboys, rocky plateaus, corn, like cornfields. I don't think sewing machines. Arbor Day. Seems like there's a bunch of thieves hitting all the Joanne fabrics and stealing sewing machines. What? They've hit like five different Joanne fabrics. They're walking out of there with sewing machines. What? I mean... Okay, what's the security system look like out of Joanne Fabric? There ain't one. Well, usually it's a you know an older person yeah. working there, so it's not like they're gonna run after them. Exactly. So I guess maybe it's an easy target. I, I guess. I just don't know. Understand in Nebraska why somebody or a bunch of people would be stealing sewing machines unless <laughs> it's like a group of female boomers wanting to start like a quilting sweatshop, maybe. <laughs> Some a bunch of cougars getting together wanting to make some quilts. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever they do. Yeah, can't you just hear him? Come on, Sonny. Come on. You're gonna quilt that like you never quilted anything. Now I gave you two cups of coffee, Sharon. We're gonna run in here and grab the sewing machine and get out of here. Now I'm gonna go make this tater tot casserole and when I get back, this quilt better be made. <laughs> but like I guess if they're having a sweatshop, they probably have no conscience. So stealing a sewing machine ain't no big deal. Could you imagine, though, like when the company's big? How'd you guys start this business? Well, we actually stole some sewing machines. We were so broke at the beginning. We we were the ones stealing sewing machines. We'd like to gift them back, if that's okay. We owe it all to Joanne's fabric. Thank you, Joanne. We've been talking about people of the stock show. We hit Nebraska. We've been seeing lots of Nebraska folk around here. Also, tons of North Dakotians. Yep. Gotta love them North Dakotans. And I think they're the reason why it seems so cheerful around the stock show this year. Because North Dakota is the happiest state once again. I mean, they're just like frolicking around the, the monument and I the mean, James Kerstad events. And they're just frolicking. You can, you can pick them out. You're like, that person's from North Dakota. They're frolicking. They're grinning. They're from the north, you know. Um, <laughs> I wonder why. Right, because they're out of North Dakota and they're down here in South Dakota. <laughs> because no. there's nothing there, and so they're like, "Oh my gosh, it's oh. so cool here. There's things to do. People, hills. Oh my gosh. There's buildings here. It's not negative forty. <laughs> this is so cool. Oh my gosh, there's a little hill over there. It's a heat wave. I'm in a tank top. It's five today. <laughs> you know. I haven't seen a whole lot of Kentuckians. No. Kentucky is the saddest state. Oh, yeah. North Dakotians are so flipping happy. And while they they skip, they don't even walk. They skip through the stock show. Have you Man, seen them? I have. And they've got and, the largest belt buckles. I'm just so honored to have them here. You know, this, so looking at that study, I'm like, what is, what's so bad about I've never been to Kentucky. Oh, what's I so have. bad? I mean, and then I'm like, to tell me that that's where we're at, that that's the worst, and North Dakota's the happiest? Have you ever been in North Dakota? You know, And then I got to thinking, are they lumping us together again, the people who did this <laughs> study? Are they calling North and South Dakota the same, and they actually came through the Black Hills and were like, this North Dakota people are sure happy. 
You know, I've been to Kentucky, and they're very nice there. They seem very happy, very pleasant people. So (laughs) I I haven't been to North Dakota a whole lot, but I have seen what I have. And, I mean, I saw a cartwheel the other day, and I'm like, that has to be somebody from North North Dakota. I have something embarrassing to share with you. I can't wait to hear. And I, I'm telling you because I don't have any other females to tell around here. Yeah. So this, yeah. and I feel like I should share this because a lot of women can probably relate. Yeah, hopefully. We all go to that yearly appointment every year. Oh yeah. But first, let me tell you, I suffer from sweat. Sweat. Yes. Sweat. Oh, that's you know, under the, yeah. Under the top, yes. Uh-huh. Under the ladies type sweat. The boulders. Yeah, and so sometimes I'll put some deodorant under there or maybe some Kleenex. Uh, Kleenex? <laughs> yeah. Kleenex? Okay. And so I've been doing that a lot lately, putting the Kleenex there. Okay. And so I'm at my lady appointment <laughs> and I have the gown on, the embarrassing gown. Yeah. And they have to feel around up top. Okay. You know, to check for lumps. Now, is there a is there a lot of people in the room? Just you and the dog? No, it's just us. A male, female doctor? Female. Female doctor? Yes, and we have a great time. She's, Does she have like warm hands, cold hands, big hands? She's got perfect hands. Perfect hands. You don't okay. no, you don't notice the cold hands because you just want it over with. It's oh, like, okay. oh, it's horrible. That's good. Is she pretty? Yes, she's very pretty. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm just trying to paint this She's actually my... a hero of mine because she's a breast cancer survivor. Oh, yes. So she's feeling around up top, and she's very serious about this part, obviously. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She's feeling around up top, and she's like, what's this? And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, she found another lump because I've had lumps before. Gut-wrenching feeling. And I'm like, what? And she's like, she pulls up the Kleenex. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot to take it out. (laughs) (laughs) You had a Kleenex? And I'm like, oh, you probably want this one, too. So I lift up the other side. (laughs) So give her the other one. one. Oh, man. To see the video of that room I couldn't believe it stayed there because I got undressed. I put the gown on. I laid down even. Usually when you lay down, they fall to the side. I don't know. Yeah. And they stayed there. That's hilarious. It was so funny. She she like lifted it up. What's this? And she was laughing so hard. <laughs> I, then I gave her the other one. Oh, That's hilarious. She had to sit down. She was laughing pretty hard. That's hilarious. That, but it was embarrassing. Yeah, that would be. That would be because you're like, this is my own little secret. Well, now everybody knows. Yep. But still, you know. And I think other women do it. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I've never found any tissue under there, but I've also never really searched a lot of them. So... <laughs> I'll be honest, you know. I uh, could definitely pass the pencil test now that I know the Kleenex stayed there the whole yes. time. Yes, pencil test. Oh, I've got a story about the pencil test. Previously, we were talking about my horrific, embarrassing story at uh, the doctor's office, how she found Kleenex underneath the ladies. <laughs> I mm-hmm. forgot to take it out before I was examined. <laughs> and then we got on the topic of the pencil test, and Brendan said he has a pencil test story, which is kind of oh. scary. I mean, it's it's not really too much of a of a, a you can't share the story is the problem. I can't share it. I don't feel comfortable sharing it on the radio. It's inappropriate. But however, the pencil test can be done by male and female because the females can use it for their up 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 the t- ladies upstairs. Yep, and then the guys can use it for their downstairs. I apologize. I assume everybody's in school at this point. But uh, and you see how many pencils you can hold, and you know, it's, wow, guys do this, huh? I, I mean, some do. Yeah. Uh, Anyways. But, so, 
we we did that when I lived in Minnesota with, in the house with a couple of girls. There was a roommate dude, and uh, so we all did it. And everybody was actually about the same as far as the pencils they could hold up. Oh my but gosh! It was it was kind of funny, you know. I because sometimes you know girls they 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 uh they they fall down more. You know what I mean? Gravity takes a hold more than others. You know. I so, can just hear the awkwardness in your voice right it's now. It's so awkward to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Brandon's like one of the ladies. You know, you can tell him anything. I, you know, and it's fine and all. But then it's like sharing it on the radio stuff. But it is, it is. But you know, so there's the pencil test. Have you ever done the pencil test? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I could put a pack of pencils in there. <laughs> I could put a. You know, I've seen the meme online about the broom handle. Done it. <laughs> Can hold, definitely do that. Hold the broom, walk around. <laughs> Actually, I'm looking at a light pole outside. <laughs> I could probably hold that that in there. Mark Houston, who is our boss here at Home Slice Media, mm-hmm. he has a podcast called Whiskey at Work. Yeah. And it is an award-winning podcast now. Oh, yeah, it is. And That's we need right. to take him down. Next year, it needs to be our podcast. And we're not talking about Bounce from the Roadhouse. We have a podcast called Citizens Arrest, mm-hmm. and this all started because we took the Citizens Police Academy, yep. and we all fell in love with each other, and we became best friends. And we, we have yeah. them in the studio almost every Friday, about every other Friday now, pretty steady, and we answer questions from the public on there. Like, for instance, our next one that we're getting ready to upload, somebody asked, what would you do if somebody broke into your home, threatened to kill you, and you didn't have a weapon? Or if you did have a weapon, if can you shoot him in the head? And should you shoot him in the head? <laughs> that was the question. So wow. we got that answered. We we got some good stories about like what's going on crime wise in the yeah. area. We address all that stuff. It's called Citizens Arrest. You can send your questions to Citizens Arrest at homesliceaudio.com or just comment on our Facebook post that we do or you know, but we love to get those questions answered for you. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's it's cool to be able to sit down and talk about, you know, hey, these are my questions or these are a scenario. What do you think? And then it's kind of neat to get their response. And then not only that, but for them to tell us stories about, you know, good good feel moments in a way. You know, good things that's happened. Uh, crazy things that they've done. All, all this stuff. It's just fun to, to listen to them talk about it and it not be so like. You know, like they're they're I'm a cop. Don't you know what I mean? It's it's kind of it's relaxed. It's nice. Yeah. It's good conversation. We it's get into fun. their personal lives a little bit. Yeah. Like Lieutenant Mosier likes to play race car games at home. Yeah, who knew? Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's pretty funny, and they're just all around great guys, and and we learn about what they're passionate about, and and you know maybe there's people listening that want to be a police officer. Well, on this next episode, too, we have Mosier's boss in. We do, yes. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, special guest, Captain Olson. Or Captain Big John. So like we said, we need to take down our boss. We need to outdo his podcast, Whiskey at Work, with our podcast, Citizens Arrest. It's a feel-good moment. A teacher in Florida had her sister in Kentucky overnight her a snowman when she found out that only two kids in her classroom had ever seen snow before. I want you to make me a snowman and I want you to overnight him to me to see if he can make it to the school because I want these children in Florida to see snow. And I accepted the challenge because I knew that I would never have to live up to it. Anything I can do as a teacher to bring joy to the classroom and also teach them a little something 
then it makes it all worth it. And my sister was just the, the greatest partner in crime to help me do that. So he was perfect. It's not always about teaching English and math and things like that. Teachers teach a little bit of everything. And that's why we always remember them. That's a feel-good moment. Bounced from the Roadhouse is hosted by Amy Rose and Brandon Jones. Produced by Mark Houston. Engineered by Chris Jacquez. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment.